So this is, your f this is not your first time in Rexburg, but you have been here before. This might be your, is this your first time at BYU-Idaho? It was, and it is. Um, so it's been a wonderful experience. I got a tour today uh, of different places around. I got to see like the food court area and communications and see the workshops. It's really a beautiful place where it's not just education that is go going on, but application of the education. And that's what really excites me about what, what you have here in BYUI. I mean, if I could do it all over again, I would totally come here. <laughs> I would. I was like, how old do you have to be? Like, can you, do, will you take a 40-something student? Yeah. Now with BYU Pathways, though, you just, you just don't know. Like, anybody yes. can hop on, like, 89 years old, you know? That is wonderful. So, you're, giving me, you're giving me goals. What's going you know, on? You know, it's a possibility, right? So. Awesome. Well, um, also, you've talked about how much you appreciate BYU-Idaho. Um, one of the other questions I have for you is obviously you're a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And how has that, your faith, impacted your career? Uh, I would have to say there are two different ways it impacted me. I'm a convert to the church, so I was raised Seventh-day Adventist. And I grew up with a, a love and a recognition of Jesus Christ and our Savior. Um, but when I met my husband and I learned about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I knew wow, this is, these are the principles that I want governing my life, and this is what I want as my goal for eternity. And just to know that I can be with him, sealed for time and all eternity, and my kids, if they so choose, can also be with us, it, it was such an exciting thing. And so for me, being able to do that through music at now is such a joy, but that's not where I started. At the beginning of my career, I just wanted what I think a lot of kids want. It was like, I want to be famous, I want to make money, I want people to know my name. And as I, you go through life, getting those things that you thought were going to fulfill you, and you notice how empty it truly is, and and then what you have to give up sometimes for it, because if you don't start with the right course of thought in mind, like if I would have started my career saying, I just want to influence the world with something good and I want to use my talents to uplift and to help people come to Christ, even though I, I may not necessarily be singing about Christ, like it could be popular music, but just giving somebody something hopeful or speaking from the heart, but still with a, a message of there is a light at the end of the tunnel, I think my career would have been different. Uh, at the same time, I learned a lot. Um, but for a while, I will honestly say that I felt like being a believer, I wasn't worthy of saying it out loud to everybody because of the decisions I had made in my past through my music or through the image that I portrayed. You know, it wasn't like I was standing as a witness of God at all times and in all things and in all places. No, I didn't super cross the line, but I wouldn't say that I stayed within the boundaries, you know, where it was safe. And the problem with that is when you go outside of the boundaries, then you get more opportunities way outside of the boundaries. So you think, I just take one step, just one little step. But then when they see you could take one, how about if you take 20 and I'll pay you this much for it? So then it becomes, how much are your principles worth? They push the envelope That's and you have to decide whether or not to, to continue. continue. That, yeah. Because then little by little, you start selling off your principles. You start selling off 
your belief, your testimony. And when you get into that route, it's a little bit dangerous. So I'm grateful that at one point I decided I'm not going to continue chasing that route and we'll see where the Lord would want me to be. And so in the moment that I turned and I just gave myself over to his will, my goodness, it has just been bigger dreams that I ever could ever imagine to accomplish on my own. Um, I have touched a point in my testimony that I never thought I could arrive to in a lifetime. And I'm excited about the gospel. I'm like consuming the word of God to another level. And I'm excited about progressing and learning and yes, learning from failures as well. Like not everything is going to be perfect, but there's always hope that the lesson involved is going to make me stronger and move forward. So I'm grateful for that. How is your your testimony, you talked about how you've never had a stronger testimony. How has that kept you grounded in your career? Because it can be an industry which, like you said, was is difficult. I would say that the stronger my testimony, the less that I fear the sharks. Because this industry is like swimming in an ocean filled with sharks. But when you, th- when you really take a look at it and really go with your testimony, what you recognize is, hey, they can't do anything to me because I'm filled with the power of God. So when I really hold on to my testimony and I feed it, there's nothing anybody can try to bargain my soul with. And the more that I stand up for what is true and right, the stronger I feel and the stronger I feel the spirit like saying, good job. You know what I mean? You almost feel like that heavenly pat on the back and you know you're headed in the right direction because there's no guilt. There's no sorrow. There's no fear. You, to the contrary, you feel stronger. You feel more peace. You feel more able to withstand the waves, but it's not like there aren't any. So I would say that my testimony has become strengthened the more that I feed it. I feed the wolf that is the one that will take me towards eternity and not towards the darkness. Yeah, that reminds me of the scripture in Romans, right? If God is with us, then who can be against us? Exactly, who can be against us? And so what advice would you have for young Latter-day Saint performers going into the industry? I would definitely tell them, try to imagine success today. Let's say, write down everything that you would consider success. Write it down in your journal and Imagine today being that day that you get everything there. And then imagine, okay, if I were to get everything I wanted and they would ask me to, say, do a role in which I have to show my body or maybe say bad words, I can reach all of these things that I want and that I desire, but it comes with this compromise. What will I say then? And so because performing has two areas in which you could go, you have to understand that saying no to this doesn't mean saying no to your career, because I thought it meant saying no to a career. But to the contrary, when you start saying no and you feel the doors are closing, then you don't understand that huge windows start opening in the desired path that you can still have your principles, you can still be a person of faith and still get those same things you wanted just without the risk of losing your integrity and losing who you are as a, as a saint. So don't be afraid to say no. The first, second, third, tenth time that they ask you to do something that you feel go, if you feel yourself going, well, if I ever have kids that they watch this, would I be like, oh, would I run to shut off the TV? Would I not want them to hear this record? Would I want, you know what I mean? 
if that's your reaction, then it's not something you should do. And okay, so there's another one, because I've gotten this. Well, I don't want to have kids. Is that the influence you want to leave behind? Is that what you want to be known for? So if you're doing this to make a mark in the world, is that the legacy you're going to leave behind? So be very careful what you say yes to. And always know that there are good opportunities out there. That is the biggest thing. Don't just think, oh, it's because this is all I'm getting. No, that's, that's the test for you right now. But the doors and the windows that you want to open will if you show the world who you are. So just be who you are. Stand for your truth. And if you are unmovable in it, the right people that say, wow, that person didn't take that role. It was perfect for it. Well, it's because of this, this, and this. Hmm, okay. He is being steadfast and immovable. That's somebody I can trust to do something in this direction. Just wait for that. I love that. And so if you had to distill down what you want your legacy to be then in one or two sentences, what do you think it would be? I think it would be, she spoke the truth. She was fearless. I think that's it because standing up for what is right takes a bit of fearlessness. Fearlessness about reactions of people, how they will be to you. They won't invite you to this or that. Or standing up for truth also means some people are not going to like it. And I'm a person that I like to people please a lot. But I needed to understand not everybody is going to like what I say if I stand for what I stand for. But am I going to be this lukewarm person going, yeah, I'm totally with you, and I'm with you too, and I'm with her and with him, and everybody's great, and nothing is wrong in the world, and I can say yes to everything. Like, no, there has to come a point in which you show who you are and what you decide for. That still doesn't mean you disrespect other people for their beliefs and their actions and their lifestyle choices. It's just standing up for, it's great that you are who you are, this is who I am. Now let's go out and uh, have fun. Um, yes. My next question would then be, could you, you've talked a lot about faith and we touched on your conversion story, right? Could you tell us a little bit more about how you came to know the church? I think the first time that I ever really got a, a feeling of it was when I was in high school. And later on in time, I found out about the Lamanite generation, but there were these performers that came and it was a show where they sang and they danced and it was things about like around the world and like the cultures and they sang these songs and whatever. And I was so excited and they were like, oh, but you know, to be a part of this group, if you ever decided to be, you can't drink, you can't smoke, you can't not having sex. And I was like, this is really weird. And I had a friend in school and she was the one that asked me, hey, you got, you got to come. You, you would really be interested in this group. And thinking back on it, she never hung out with like the kids that did bad things, yet she never like cursed. She was always very cordial with everyone. She always had this feeling about her of peace. And I'm thinking, she's probably a member of the Church of Jesus Christ and she didn't say nothing. Uh, but you know, when I met my husband and I started becoming very inquisitive about what the church was about, and the first thing he's like, okay, after he answered a few questions and he's like, I think you should beat up with the missionaries. Like, I don't want you to feel like I convinced you to anything or I don't want to shake your faith. So let's have them come and, and give you the discussions. And that was in and in itself quite a story because I was touring at the time. So I went through like four sets of missionaries because I was like all over the place. And I finally got baptized on Halloween. Uh, 
This is the only day I wasn't touring. <laughs> well, then you're almost to your anniversary of your baptism. I know, I know, I am. And I'm, I'm so excited to be a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I really find joy in knowing that even though I don't know everything, I trust. Because the biggest thing that you need to have is faith and trust that you are being led by an almighty father that knows you deeper than you could ever imagine, knows your potential, and he, if you allow him, can pave the way for you to become the most marvelous version of yourself that you could ever choose to do on your own hand. And I think when you let go and let God, you truly see magic happen within your life. Thank you so much for taking this time to talk with us and to share your joy. I really feel like you are a great example of everything you just said. You really emanate the joy of Christ. And thank you for sharing that with us. We're really excited to see your performance tomorrow. Oh, thank you so much. And I'm so excited to be here with all of you. And this will lead up um, tomorrow's day. I, I can't wait to hear the speakers, but I also will be back on Christmas. So on the 2nd of December, I'll be back for a Christmas special. So please come and join us. And I'm excited to just be here and share the light of Christ with all of you.